Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey folks, welcome to the Sloppy Boys, where we take a deep dive into the drinks that you love. I'm Jeff Dutton, along with Michael Hanford. Hi, Jeff. Hello, Mike. And Timothy Kalpakis. What is up? Not much, dude. And we're your hosts, the Sloppy Boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have got... It's going to get a little nutty on this show. I can, I'm can. i calling it now. This is a weird, wild, wet one. It's going to be kind of a mess, I think. Yeah, you at home clicked on this one thinking, Golden Dream? That's no drink I've ever heard yeah, of. What is that? I, I'm sure it's very uh, nice and polite. No, it's going to be fucking crazy. This one's rude and crude. Dude. We started a podcast thinking, cocktail podcast, what? It's, it's a bunch of Bloody Marys all the time? That'll be easy. <laughs> oh, what, every week we drink another tomatoey vodka <laughs> concoction? Sure, maybe there might be a schnapps here or there, but not, not this time. Yeah, I mean, I guess there will be the odd liquor. <laughs> Ice will be present most undoubtedly. But this is where we get really put to the test because the listeners... They're thinking these guys are going to buckle under the pressure of doing a cocktail that maybe some listeners have heard of the Golden Dream, but I have not heard of it. Jeff, Mike, we haven't heard of this shit. No, we might be making a mocktail of this cocktail is what some people are saying. Yes. Um, which would be to, to mock it. A mockery of this cocktail lockery. Sure. I follow. <laughs> uh jeff that makes one of us come on i once saw a movie called it follows anyway continue jeff <laughs> i got nothing hey let's get into a little booze news hey oh. you want to talk about booze news yeah do we even have any i got booze news today i, I came i found some <laughs> i had to dig i had to dig on this you're a muckraker. God, I just picked up my phone to uh, get to where I've, the article where I read about this. Mm-hmm. And I get this message on my phone, something went wrong. What? <laughs> what is that all about? In the world? Was it a news alert? No, it just came up. <laughs> yeah. It just <laughs> came up and said something went wrong. And I could click OK or retry. I clicked OK. Mm. I like when computers are informal. Yeah. When they're like, how, how long will this take on the status bar? And it's like, a couple minutes. Yeah. Or when somebody calls you and it's like, maybe Mike Hanford. 
I like that, but I tell you what, what I don't like is when an app is when like Grubhub is like, you just made pizza happen (laughs) in your underwear, by the way. Well, look, I like when pizza happens. Uh, I like when I make pizza happen. Sure. I li- but I would like that. I agree. I would like that to be more formal. Uh, Mr. Hanford, you have um, made Created pizza. eight slices of a cheesy pie. Will it be round? You know it. Well, it will be round at first, but then when you select individual parts, well, those will be <laughs> triangles. I don't like when you when I buy something with my credit card or debit card and the, the little thing comes up on the window that's like, uh... Amount is thirty three eighty four. Amount okay? It's like, eh, it's not okay. I'd rather be zero, but uh, mm-hmm. amount is fine for now. I understand that's the price. I don't like it when I'm uh, checking um, my balance on my bank account and mm-hmm. that amount is like zero or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. let's get some uh, higher numbers in there for once. Right. This, this amount is not, not okay. I called my banker. I said, you got a lot of gall, buddy. You think <laughs> that I... You think that makes me happy to check my balance and see a big goose egg? Yeah, how do you think that makes me feel? You, you talk to me about that. You're the one on the Beanie Babies Etsy all day long. <laughs> Mike, remember when, the one time in my life I did go sit down and talk to a banker. You happened to be in the bank and you saw the back of my hand and I was like <laughs> talking to a, <laughs> I was talking to a financial planner and, and you were like, Tim, Mr. Big Money Bags. <laughs> I was worried for you. I was like, is, does Tim need a loan? I gotta, gotta help him out. Yeah. I was meeting, I was pitching that guy some of my comedy ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, you got to get in on the ground floor of this. This bank needs more money. Yeah, guys, like the, guys. This place is falling apart. Guys, booze news is falling apart. What's oh my the, gosh. What's the news? Let's get back in a do-do-do-do-do-do. Okay, so I read an article in, and you're going to all think me some uh, elite elitist. Sure. But I was reading the <laughs> New York Times, okay? Oh, Mike. Okay. Yes, I read the New York Times. This is where I get some of my news. Some of my the news. The failing New York Times? No. Hey. Watch yourself. He's that's a thing of the past. Okay. And I was reading a fun little article about our favorite liquor, not our favorite liquor, a liquor that we've heard of, chartreuse. You guys ever had chartreuse? I'm aware that it exi- is it raspberry liqueur? There's a couple different ones. I think No, I think I'm thinking of Chambord. Sorry, Mike, go on. Chartreuse. It's uh, got a couple different flavors. Sometimes it's green. It's it usually has like a nice color to it. Kind of a rainbowy color. Anyway, it is made in the Chartreuse Mountains of France by a bunch of, get this, monks. Okay? Tony Shalhoub? Um, <laughs> hey, uh, have you checked out my episode, by the way? No. I've been avoiding it. Okay. It, it keeps uh, being suggested and you uh, look the other way. I'll do <laughs> I've watched pretty much every other episode of the series, and then when I get that to that one, I try to skip it, and then Netflix is pushing me back. Saying, Don't forget. <laughs> Well, anyway, the Carthusian monks, are, and these are monks from what from what I read in this article. God, I'm such a nerd. Um, that are the real like when you think of monks, they like pray all day, they don't talk, they eat very little, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, they also make this liqueur, and the people who know the recipe for it are just two of them know the full recipe. Whoa, Ooh, you know what that reminds me of? Okay, okay, Mister Birthday Boys. It is one of those things where it's these two monks. 
They've been doing this thing since like, I think the 1600s, maybe 1700s, perfected the recipe for what it is now. And it's a lot of herbs, a bunch of uh, herbs that you can find in France, I'm sure. And these two guys every day like get in the same car and drive down to like the Chartreuse factory. Mm-hmm. And apparently like it's up on these big hills and a little tiny car that they don't drive well. It's dangerous. If these two guys go down... Goodbye, chartreuse lovers. Wouldn't the whole point of there being two people knowing it, the whole point is don't drive together. Separate cars. Separate cars. Exactly. But then you got to think, how many cars do you think the monks, the Carthesian monks have? Hmm. Zero. So that's my booze news for the day. That's more of a, hey, you ever wonder what, uh, you ever wonder what's going on over there? (laughs) Yeah, I do have a lot of those moments where I'm like, what is happening in an area that I'm not at. That might be the first uh, world booze news. Yeah, this like is the first well, the first chartreuse news that we had. No. Look, booze news does not need the competition. We can't have chartreuse news coming in here. I'm going to come back to our, uh, next uh, podcast with some with some new chartreuse news. I'll see what I can dig up. Better be good. Yeah, man. The onus is on you. It might be flat out bullshit. Wrap it up. <laughs> you guys want to talk about today's featured cocktail? Yeah. Yes. Well, Tim, I don't t- want to talk about it. I want to drink the fucking thing. Yeah, Mike. I'm pour it down my throat. Hey, Jeff. <laughs> you know what? Hey, you know what you were getting into when you started a podcast with two fucking party animals. That's true. You guys like it to drink the drinks yes, uh, today. To, to quote Will Smith, Ooh. welcome to Miami. We are going to <gasps> Miami Whoa. because the golden dream is today's cocktail. And I've never heard of it. Y'all ever heard of it? Never no. heard of it. Never heard of it. Clean slate. This is great. We're like a focus group test audience oh, for this. Finally, thing. a fresh start. I can shed all my previous, uh, <laughs> my previous misconceptions. Yeah. We've been bringing so much baggage to all these goddamn drinks. Mm-hmm. It's nice to just be an empty vessel. Uh, the the golden dream was. Uh, it's from Miami. It originated at the Old King Bar in the '60s and was popular in the '60s and '70s. Okay. It was invented originally mixed by Raymundo Alvarez, the bartender at the Old King Bar. And uh, this is an after dinner drink, guys. Remember when we did the oh. Brandy Alexander? Oh, Tim, I haven't eaten yet. Um, could you cram some gram or something? Oh, fine. <laughs> Mike, Mike, have you dined? I had a bowl of penne um, with uh, tomato sauce on top of it, so I, I'm good. Okay, so penne, we're talking about a short tubular noodle with pointy short ends. Short tubular, a uh, little pointy on the ends, not a big deal. Not pointy that it's going to hurt you, that it's going to hurt. <laughs> Perfect. Hmm. Perfect. I, I was reading up on this cocktail and it said, broadly they say it's an after dinner drink, but they say yeah. like ideally... It's something that you drink after a soft-ended pasta meal. That's perfect. That, that, well, did they say that it's, it's a sharp-ended pasta before it goes into the boiling water? Right. They did Good. say that before the boil, that's a whole different story. <laughs> you got penny, my man. Go ahead. Well, it's an after-dinner drink like that. The Brandy Alexander we had uh, uh, that tasted like milkshakes. It's because mm-hmm. it's it's sort of like almost a dessert. You're having this instead of dessert. Right. Uh, 
So you don't. We're we're not gonna taste it and say <laughs> too sweet because we're gonna know it's a desserty kind of an affair. But um, apparently, it was at some point. The, uh, uh, I guess they they dedicated this drink to actress Joan Crawford. Hey, and oh. uh, it, it was very popular on the East Coast. Cindy's mom. So, <laughs> yeah. It's got to be. Wait, Joan Crawford, am I picturing the right lady or am I picturing Joan Collins? Oh, you're picturing the right one. You're you're probably picturing a Tom Collins, you freaking lush. Oh, come on. I'm in in a a mood tonight. I'm calling everybody. I'm picking on everybody. You're kind of, um, I guess, a roast master. Yeah, roast master general. But isn't your thing that you roast the ones you love? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is my thing. That's my thing. Um, you guys want to hear what's in this cocktail? Wait, now this is, so this is a pretty simple story. It's just like, this is what it is. This is where it happened. That's the yeah, story, man. It's one of the few cocktails where I, love I, 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 love I, I, I poked around and I read the whole internet articles, any article I could find about any topic. I read it just on the off chance. There might be a mention of the golden dream. Uh-huh. Um, and it's, there's no debate. There's not a fight. There's not that shit that we always see where it's like, well, actually, in London, they have this similar one. Um, this is just a drink that sits back and says, you know, you guys fight on Cuba Libre or rum and coke. You fight about where the Brandy Alexander was made. I'm just here being orange. Yeah, this is one of these drinks that's like, what do you got? Some kind of podcast? You, <laughs> you and a couple of your bros are going to sort of have a band that then becomes podcast throwdown <laughs> um yeah it's it's just it's not debated it's straightforward this man invented it at this place on this year it got very popular over there so so uh, you know we're talking florida we're talking about a place where a lot of new yorkers go down in, on vacation in the winter ah, you know uh, we're talking okay. about a lot of uh Wealthy traveling types partying it up in the wonderful Miami area. And I'd like this, to get into that lifestyle a little bit. I know. You got to get down there more. Let me in there. Wealthy traveler partying all the time. I'd like to do that. Yeah, because as of this point, you're kind of a stationary pauper. <laughs> <laughs> this will sound even more Miami-ish when I start telling you some of the ingredients. Because, dudes... We got 20 milliliters of fresh orange juice. Uh, yeah, it's like four Ooh. teaspoons, a little more than a half ounce of fresh orange juice. That makes sense. OJ. Look, easy to get. Easy. We all know what that is. Go down to Florida, walk into a grove, grab one of those yellowish spheres. <laughs> yellowish? <laughs> Ish. Not yellow. Yellow. Ish. Yeah, dark, dark, dark yellow. Dark. The darkest red yellow that you can find. Almost like mix red and yellow together. And then in the same measurement, uh, the equal parts OJ triple sec, that orange Great. liqueur we've learned about. Another one that I know. Ideally, Cointreau, if you have got it, but you can use an off brand triple sec. And then uh, also 20 millimeters. Millimeters? Am I talking length? No, you, or? Yeah, no, you got to pour it on the table and measure it. And <laughs> yeah, freeze it, and measure it. Okay, Tim. <laughs> I'm actually really sorry that, about that snafu. That's all right. Um, of Galliano, an Italian. Oh, Tim, Tim, sorry, what? I've never heard of this one. Twenty milliliters of Galliano. It is an Italian look liqueur that we have not had, and this is 
to me, this is why I wanted to do this podcast, because I want to learn about all the little weirdies that are behind the guy at the liquor store that are sticky. Yeah. And nobody buys them. But I want to be the guy that says, can I have a bottle of Galliano? Sure. Tim, surely, surely this is a a type of liquor that comes in a traditionally shaped bottle. Um, let me ask you, when you say traditionally shaped bottle, where you, I hope to God, you're picturing a weird, extra tall, pointy, pointy bottle that's a weird cylinder and you don't see it on other <laughs> bottles ever? I was picturing something that looks like a long shoe. Well, that's on you. That's... That's what that's on I me. Mean, that's what that's I. That's weird. Those are kind of the only bottles I've ever come across. No, this is a big golden spike. Yeah, it's it's a big tall prong, and it is an electric yellow. Let's face it; it can look like a whiz. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna beat around the bush. A whiz. <laughs> <laughs> a whiz. It's got star anise, juniper berry, musk, peppermint. It's like one of these weirds. I'm. Excited to taste this one because I have a hunch it'll like all of these fucking things. It'll probably just taste like black licorice, but um, the, you know the the internet seems to think it's a very um, complex taste that can't be put into words. Right. Um, what so what's a what's a substitute for that? Because I was reading that like it's supposed to have a little bit of a of a vanilla taste to it, but then um, mostly I'm seeing licorice. Yeah, there's all these liqueurs when when mixed with uh, juices can have a vanilla kind of a vibe. They said if you don't um, have Galliano, maybe some Sambuca would do the trick. Hmm. Um, and, Her, uh, Herb Herb Saint was ooh. another one. Herb Saint. Herb Saint. But you know, like I have a feeling I'm going to like this drink because I like orange Julius's, and I can mm-hmm. see where this is going. Yes. The f- but- so the final ingredient here is 10 mil- uh, milliliters of fresh cream, two s- teaspoons of fresh cream. So that's a creamsicle, right? Is what yeah, we- it feels like we're getting at? Yeah, baby. And you, you pour it all into a shaker filled with ice, shake briskly for a few seconds, strain into chilled cocktail glass. No garnish. Love it. Nice try. Get the wedges and the cherries off of there. I wouldn't dream of it. Not one little leaf, Jay. See, it's funny that the Brandy Alexander tastes like milkshakes, and it's a dessert drink, and the Golden Dream tastes like creamsicles. It's another desserty treat. Maybe that's why it's after dinner. When am I, when are you usually eating cookies and cakes? Well, I've already had my dinner is when. <laughs> yes. I'm about to take my slumber, but not quite <laughs> yet. Um, you know what is a very popular cocktail uh, that... I didn't know about until we started this podcast, but I've seen it a lot um, on cocktail websites. Is the Harvey Wallbanger? Mm-hmm. We will get yeah. to that eventually, and I'm excited to because I've never tried one. But that was the sort of yuppie fern bar cocktail. That's a kicked up screwdriver that's got some of this Galliano in it. Ah. And, but then this one, it, it, you know, adds cream. So I think that'll taste like a little bit of a, a little bit of an orange Julius. This one is a got to be a full on creamsicle. You shake <laughs> it up, shake it real nice and brisk so that you get a fribble action going on. I love it. So, but Tim, I bring up the, well, I guess you answered it with uh, the substitutes for Galliano. But if people don't have access to Galliano, I'm going to bet they don't have Sambuca lying around. I'm, t- I'm thinking about the, the real slophead, the, the poor college kid who's 
trying to make cocktails out of Milwaukee's best. Well, do they have Herb Saint? <laughs> yeah, maybe they have Herb Saint. <laughs> Herb Saint, uh, Sambuca. Uh, these are all very licorice-y. So maybe a Jaeger could pop in there. It could be a Jaeger. It could be absinthe. Lord knows Mm. I've got a lot of absinthe left over from the zombie. Um, Or maybe we're going to taste Galliano and then we're going to be like, hey, we love Galliano. Mm. And that's our whole thing. And from now on, we're not looking for substitutes. Maybe I'm going into a bar getting a pint of Galliano on the rocks all the time. Right. Oh, one more thing uh, about substitutes before we go mix it up, guys. Tim, you said triple sec, ideally quantro. Now, Quantro, I, I bought triple sec because um, I'm getting low on my Quantro. And uh, I got the bottom of the bottom shelf uh, triple sec that you see at bars that it's like written. It's That's like written in white impact font or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like a picture of a cartoon orange on it. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Like, it's like triple sec. Um, that stuff is 30 proof, whereas Quantro is a full on 80 proof. Oh, Quantro is 80 proof. Yeah, and it's and it stings, man. Like I, I you, would you believe I taste tested them back and forth? <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> That's shocking. I was like, why does Quantro like sting? Oh, it's eighty proof. I love Quantro, and I it's so sweet that I assumed that it was more diluted. But um, damn, that'll throw your numbers off. So I guess, folks, the the IBA just said triple sec. I saw other recipes elsewhere that were t- uh, touting. Quantro, but let's be honest. If you're listening to this podcast, you're not looking to say, hey, what's the fanciest version of the drink to make? Buy yourself a bottle of triple sec, use it in your margaritas, right? Use it. Use it or lose it. Use it or lose it. Use it it in your Cosmos if you want. Again, we've mentioned this, like you could kind of put the bottle, the nozzle of the bottle up your butt and you could do a handstand and then it'll go glug, 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 glug. Yeah, use it that way. You could use it that way. Good way to burn your buns, but go for it. This is one of these weird cocktails. We talked about this before. Isn't it weird when you're putting triple sec into OJ? You're like, that's the real thing. Why do I have to have this orangey thing added to this orange thing? Yeah. I'm guessing it's some sort of corporate conspiracy where there's the Quantro triple sec people run own a bunch of orange groves. Let's get the money as much as we can be and this re- is, retired of Miami. Go ahead, uh, Tim. What do you Backdoor think? dealings. Everybody's connected. Everybody's doing favors for other people. God, I hate that shit. Ugh. Well, shall we mix? Yeah, baby. Yes. All right, folks. We'll be right back. Golden dreams in hand. Peace out. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. 
Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The Sloppy Boys is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey folks, Mike Hanford from The Sloppy Boys here, and I wanted to ask you, do you ever have this feeling like you gotta get something off your chest? You know, you're walking around with something, and you get, I just gotta tell someone this, I just gotta fix this thing. It happens to us all. We all carry around these different stressors, big and small. That's just how it is. But when we keep bottling it up, it can start to affect us negatively, and that's not good. But therapy is here to help. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, and to figure out how to work on whatever's weighing you down. Now look, you know me, I've been to therapy, I'm the therapy guy, I love it. And I gotta say, it does help when you go in there and talk to the therapist and say, you know what, my two co-hosts piss me off on a daily basis, I've got, it's weighing me down, what am I gonna do? That of course is a joke example, but you get what I'm saying. You can tell the therapist what you're feeling, and they'll help you learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Now, listen to this. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. That's right, you. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. That's pretty good. So, folks... Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SloppyBoys today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SloppyBoys. Go in there, talk to somebody, get it off your chest, have a great time. Hey folks, we want to... Pump the brakes on this episode and talk about a great podcast called Bizarre Albums from our good, good pal, Tony Thaxton. This is a great one. Tony explores the weird side of music, celebrating and telling the stories behind those strange albums that make you wonder how and why they exist. He does deep dives on albums released by pro athletes, actors, fictional characters, and those albums where musicians or bands just took a crazy, weird left turn. The episodes are short digestible they're 15 to 20 minutes full of pop culture trivia nuggets you'll hear stories behind albums by bruce willis shaquille o'neal macho man randy savage freddy krueger and many many more and he even does an episode on ham's brewing company they put an album out in 1965 it's really great new episodes drop every tuesday everywhere you listen to podcasts tony's got a patreon that's great so do yourself a favor drop everything you're doing right now and go listen to tony's podcast bizarre albums it's fantastic with the golden dream. <laughs> Ooh. This looks like this looks 
This looks good to me. It's mine's frothy. Me too. It, it should be called the frothy dream. Yeah. Did we did you get a little funny little glasses? Timmy got a little champagne or there. I've got a coupe glass. I got my Illumino. <laughs> this is uh. Yeah, when I was making, I was like, oh, it looks like nutmeg should go on the top of this. It's because it looks like... Uh, Brandy Alexander. An eggnog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and a Brandy Alexander. Right, right, right. Uh, I didn't use... Well, let's do first sips, and then we'll talk about... Okay. Sips away. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I love it. <laughs> When Tim, when you said out the gate, you were like, "This one's a sweet one." I was like, "Sweet drinks do very well on this podcast. We don't we don't deal well with like the stinky rye and stuff." Yeah, we can't handle the rye, but yeah, geez, the rye made us all puke that one time after the Manhattan's, right? Oh, you mean the Technicolor yawn? <laughs> oh, that's right. I perhaps it's good that I I warned us be, about it being sweet because this actually isn't that that sweet. It's not as sweet as the Brandy Alexander. It's not, and uh, I'll tell you what that uh, that licorice taste. I mean, that's that's uh, Jägermeister. Yes, yeah. like you could definitely switch that out. I do taste the vanilla more though now that it's in there because I I tasted yep. it uh, alone. What is it called, Gaia- Galliano? Galliano, yeah. And uh, I didn't like the star anise quality of it, but now in the in the drink, I had I a little conniption. Um, some might say a hissy fit in my kitchen just now when I tasted it. And I was like, I know I've ranted about this before. I think I ranted about this on the Doughboys podcast, but why do we need so many things that taste like black licorice? And I know that there's a lot of different herbs and herb combinations to make it, but I already have fucking expensive absinthe in my bar that I'm not getting through. And then I just added an expensive bottle of this and Uzo and Sambuca and blah, blah, blah. That's it. when I when I took the sip of just the Galliano, I was like, this is black licorice shit. But mm. in the context of the drink, I agree. I'm getting a vanilla e creamsicle dream, a golden dream blown up from the winds of Florida. <laughs> do you regret do you regret the hissy fit now, Tim? Do you take it all back? Yeah. Um, and my my neighbors saw, and mm-hmm. you know, you, it was a whole fucking thing. This, I'll tell you about the Galliano. I went to four different liquor stores in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Wow. None of them had it. Some people didn't even know what it was, but one guy was really like, yeah, this guy was dialed in, man. And he was like, <laughs> let me just check this out. Went into his, his database and he knew what it was. He gave me the, he said, Sambuca or uh, 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 Herb Saint. You could try that, and he he's like, but I don't have those. <laughs> so I was he didn't able have to find sambuca. No, this is this guy. He didn't have sambuca. He didn't know what he was talking about. No, he was actually very <laughs> he, nice. He thought he was dialed in, and I hope he's listening. I should have told him. I should go around to the liquor stores and be like, hey, listen to my podcast. Anyway, you should. Um, he I found sambuca somewhere, so I got sambuca. That's uh, nice. And did you try the sambuca by itself, and did it taste like black licorice? I didn't. I didn't because I didn't want to give any. I didn't want to give any tip off tip. to what I was going to taste. <laughs> hmm. um, well, I love that when a when a liquor store cashier is into it and wants to help. I go to Cap and Cork here in Los Feliz and they're great. If they don't have anything, they uh, something, they Google it and they try to figure out yeah. what would be similar. If they have to order it, they offer to order. They're interested and they like, they like what they're doing. I even had uh, a 
not even the register, cash register guy, but also a woman shopping there as well. She was like, what are you looking for? And I said, Galliano. And we were all the three of us were putting our heads together. Hmm. Well, I could see that being a show that you pitch is like the three New York jagoffs. <laughs> Tim, 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 don't talk about my With friends that way. With shit for brains. Do not talk about my friends that way. They're, they're actually, I had them, invited them here for the podcast recording. This drink is, is fucking, this drink is flowing down my throat. I, I, yeah, I, I'm almost I finished with it. And I made it big. I didn't want to mess around trying to measure out 20 milliliters. Mm-hmm. So I just did ounce, 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 half ounce. Me so too. mine was a bigger one. I did two ounce, two ounce, one ounce. Dud Jefferson. <laughs> you know what, Jeff? <laughs> We're going to have to uh, use podcast funds to buy you a new liver. Yeah. It'd be great, actually. Um, this is, yeah, I, I, I would, I would be willing to, I'd be willing to put a little more orange juice in it and just give it a little more orangey taste. So it's a little more desserty. The, the way I made it, it's, I can still, it's a little too licorice forward. Mike, Ooh. we all know that you're an OJ fiend and you're just mm-hmm. finding any way that you mm-hmm. can get more of your beloved no. juice. No, Tim, I'm, I'm way past that part of my life. OJ is fine. I don't need it. I don't crave it. But <laughs> in this instance, I think it could really help. I want you to honor the ratio that was decided upon by Raimundo Alvarez at the old King Bar in Miami in the 1960s. Alvarez, you know, this guy, he's down in Miami, what, 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 50, 60 years ago? I don't know this guy. I'm going to drink my drink the way I want to. And he okay. can shut up. Mike, I like your attitude, dude. Thanks, man. I think I'm I'm getting all this confidence from this drink. <laughs> I finished mine. This thing rolled right down the the esophagus. It didn't it didn't even bother with the epiglottis. It just no. jumped right down into the lungs for a little bit, and then it said, "No, yeah. well, wrong way. Let's go back yeah, into yeah. this stuff." You drink one of these things. You fill it up to the top. You're not careful. It's going to go down the front of your shirt. Yeah. For me, it went straight down to the bottom of the bladder. Yeah. Didn't even touch the intestinal walls. <laughs> We're straight to the glons. Mm-hmm. Um, wait a second. Before we took our first sips, Jeff, there was something that we were talking about. And then you said, wait till after first sips. Oh, it's riveting stuff. Uh, I didn't use cream. I used half and half. Boo. I used thick whipping cream. Yeah, heavy whip. Heavy whip. I can't, fi- I can't seem to find cream that just says cream. It's all heavy whipping yeah, cream. That's cream. I just though. assume that's, that's it. That's the cream. Well, as we learned in our White Russian episode, the dude in Big Lebowski sometimes uses half and half in his Russians, which means I think we can swap it in for cream. Everything's fine. We also learned that the dude always, always abides. What about OJ? Do you guys use good OJ? Because our recipe said fresh OJ, I didn't get like... Fancy fresh squeezed. IBA always but says I, fresh. I at least got the good Tropicana Pure Premium as opposed to usually with these IBA cocktails. Sometimes it's fun to use the shitty stuff and and taste. Yeah, I did. I did same thing. I yeah. went the shitty route to to get the taste of the other stuff. How shitty? Oh, uh, somebody had thrown an orange peel into a garbage can, and I picked that up and dunked it in my drink. I've nice. got a foam of cream left over my glass and I'm licking it Folks, out. Folks, you're missing uh, Tim licking the inside of his little <laughs> cocktail glass. It's a sight. You guys, be honest. Are you turned on watching me do that? <laughs> you, look like a, you look like a German shepherd given, a, given a, the end of a latte. Um, a German shepherd is like a shepherd who is of German descent. 
Yeah. yeah, that's what he meant. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I meant. Um, he means a dog, dude. Here's what's funny. I I I gulped this thing really fast. I'm already feeling a little bit of a the first hint of a buzz kicking in, and mm-hmm. that's interesting to me. Looking back at a recipe, there's no rum, vodka, whiskey, tequila in this drink. It's just little gentle ones, triple sec, uh, Galliano. Those are the only two things our liquors come from. I'm looking up Galliano, though. It's 80 proof. Yeah. There we go. Yep. But you're using such a small amount. It's syrupy, though. Like, I tried a sip of it, and, and it, it's got that falernum like, it, it's thick. Yeah. You had a floss afterwards. It was so thick. But somehow, 80 proof. Mm. Now I'm drinking this thing and I'm picturing myself in Miami in the 60s and it does work. I I it, I wish it were more gold. It's called the Golden Dream, but yeah. it's really more yeah. of the yellow yeah. pea dream. <laughs> <laughs> uh the creamy pea is what A they yellow call nightmare. It. Um but yeah. it's making me wonder uh, to you guys, what is your relationship to the city of Miami? My, I got a, I got a good Miami story for you, Tim. Uh, 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 sophomore year of college, it's spring break. Me and my buddy go down to Miami. Hell yeah! Woo. Now is this Terry, Tom, or Todd? This is Terry. Got First it. time I'd ever been on a plane in my life. Wow! No shit. Can you believe that? On the way up, they bumped me up to first class just on a sort of a. Are you serious? Well, yeah, it was it was a lucky type thing. It wasn't because it was my first flight. <laughs> but, but that's great. Like you're uh, you, <laughs> like every other flight you took, you were in first class. That's pretty good. Yes, yes. I, my, I was fifty percent first class. So we go down to Miami, and we're not there. I mean, we're not uh, at this point. I hadn't become a party maniac, and also we weren't down. It was just the two of us, so we weren't down there with like a big group, mm-hmm. and we didn't know anyone. So we went to the beach the first day. We we're hanging out, having some fun, uh, jumping in the water. We, we go back to our hotel room that night. We're like, okay, because we'd made plans. Like, let's go out. We're going to go out to the bars around town. We're going to, uh, a friend of ours from a different college is there. We're going to meet up with her. And we get back to the hotel room. And Terry has forgotten to put any type of lotion on his legs. His legs are like burnt to the point where he can't walk. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. So what do we do? We lay in our beds. We get, we get a little vodka and orange juice. We lay in our beds and we watch. Jerry Maguire, which was on TV. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, exciting stuff. Two fun guys hanging out in Miami. One can't walk because of the birds. (laughs) Man, I have a similar story, Michael. It was another college spring break. and uh, I've seen pictures of this. The gang and I went down to uh, Key West to go camping. And so, you know, we're like poor college kids. We, and you watched another Cuba Gooden Jr. You watched Snow Dogs. <laughs> yeah, we watched Snow Dogs. <laughs> so um, go ahead. We got down there. Uh, one of us was an Eagle Scout, my friend Trevor. And uh, we get there and it's drizzling. We get to the campsite. So we're like quickly gathering stuff and setting, setting up tents before it really rains. And he's just gathering any brush that can uh, burn. We, set, we uh, start this fire. He starts this fire. And in the morning, we all have rashes on our arms <laughs> and some like a, a little bit like on our faces. We're like, what is this? Did you get bit by something? I don't know. And Trevor wakes up and his face is swollen. His eyes are like shut. And it's because he had gathered the local 
quote unquote poison wood as the kindling and as he's blowing in the fire to start it it's just like he's just like burning some it's like a poison ivy variant or something like that but it's called poison wood and so like literally the night we arrived this rash started spreading and then when you take a shower it spreads and it was like on our dicks and stuff it was (laughs) not fun i think i saw a picture of you like Coming out of your tent or something, your face is all like swollen up and stuff. Uh, I think it the the craziest one is Trevor. It's because it's like it looks like he was stung by bees all over his face. Oh. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> that sucks. Jeez, it's a. Uh, uh, I guess that Miami. You got to be careful if you go down there. You're gonna get some sort of weird air ailment. <laughs> yeah, you, you you inhale the wrong uh, poison wood fumes. You're gonna get a bad dose. Tim, I, I'm feeling jealous that you finished your golden dream so early because now mine's starting to get warm. Oh. And you got yours went out on a high note, and I'm stuck with this starting to get warm golden dream. Mine was so. Did cold. you guys have chilled glasses? Uh, no. Did you keep your glass in the freezer? No, I should have. You know what they did in uh, the old timey times was you just put a few ice cubes in the glass and like jiggle it around a little bit and then let that sit while you're getting your other ingredients ready and that will cool down the glass. I see mm. that when I go to like a more of a mixology type bar, uh, I see him do that. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Why wouldn't you just do it all at the same time? I guess there's not a re- real reason to do it anymore because everyone has freezers and Right, I think they're fridges. just trying to be like the old style. Yeah, yeah well, style. you should slap them around and say, hey, knock it off. Mm. Get with the new times, man. I tried that once and they threw me out. They got the bouncer over there. They said, you got to get out of here. What? I'll slap you around. And would it be so bad to just put some cubes in this thing? And, uh, it's it's interesting that I feel that kind of with every shaken cocktail. I, I like drinks on the rocks. Really, the martini is the only drink that I'm like, yeah, this is perfect and smooth. And I don't want it to get any meltier as it goes. I don't want anything to bump my teeth. Well, you don't want to have rocks in there because it's going to be changing the taste as you go. Like, you know, when you get an old fashioned and it has one big ice cube in it, you, yeah. you're supposed to clink that, you know, like wait until it gets to your preferred meltiness. And then you, you can drink the whole cocktail at that melt. Then you slam it. Yeah. <laughs> Wham, bam, <laughs> slam. You know what I say about this drink? This, this, this golden dream. Hmm. If you showed up to a party. Like with with friends, a bunch of friends, not a huge blowout, but a, a get together. And you're like, hey, I'm going to bring this drink golden dream. I think people would be like, holy shit, this is great. You you know how to make this? You're the man. Yeah. You're awesome. You're the man. We're going to we're going to raise the roof for you, my man. <laughs> we're going to raise it for you <laughs> tonight. It's funny. Try, but it's such a surprising drink. It's like like if I if someone was like, I'm making old fashions, I'd be like, okay, I've had something like that. Or even martini, or sorry, the uh, Manhattans. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this kind of tastes like an old fashioned. I get it. But this is like nothing I've ever had before. I'll put a lot of thought into, if I'm arriving to the type of party you're talking about, like a party that is enough people that it's worth putting some thought into the drink, but it's all it's not like a big rager where who cares? People are just mm-hmm. drinking beer. Uh, when you try to, it, it's it's funny to, I wonder, a drink like this, it is interesting enough that I think it would be right. And it would be like, oh, I haven't heard of that. And it's really good and it was worth it. But you can overshoot and you do a weird thing. Yeah. And then, 
I had one when, when I, um, uh, Mike, your girlfriend Maria was having a Christmas party one year, mm-hmm. and I uh, was like, "Hey, I don't want to arrive empty-handed to her apartment. I'll stop and I'll buy something." And then I was looking at the shelf, and I said, "Hmm, I don't want to." bring something kind of basic. I would bring something kind of cool. I'm walking <laughs> around. I say, uh, you know, Maria has good taste. She probably uh, would be impressed if I got something impressive. And then, you know, what, what caught my eye? Do you remember what I brought? I remember it was a big red bottle or something. It was a, bo- a bottle of Campari, <laughs> which is not a thing that you bring on its own. Campari, is that a mixer? Yeah, that's like a... It, it's in, like, I have since learned... That you would have it in like a Negroni. It's a very bitter. It's like Aperol, I guess. Okay. And hmm. and I just walked in because I uh, on the back of the thing, you know, every liqueur thinks you're gonna just like have it on the rocks, have it straight, have it up, have it, have, you know. So I I was fooled by the bottle. I just I brought it and I proudly put it on the table. And thinking like everyone's going to help themselves to this. And then uh, no one was drinking. And I tried to start a little buzz about the Campari. <laughs> and then I poured myself a Campari and soda. And it was really bitter. And bu- it was just bubbly bitter. And then I was telling people, yeah, they got Campari and soda. <laughs> I remember you coming up to me and saying that. And I was like, could you just get away from me for two seconds about this Campari? Uh, it's just a bitter thing that you wouldn't want to. Like, I... I I lately I feel like I've been arriving to people's houses with a fun a fun hard seltzer, you know, or yeah. or my preferred hard seltzer, or or maybe I don't drink a lot of flavored beers like Golden Road pineapple beers and stuff. But sometimes uh-huh. if I go to someone else's house, I'll bring a little bit more of a novelty beer. And it's hard to hit that just right where people say, "Oh, you know what this drink reminds me." So this was made in the '60s, you say. Yes, and the '60s were a tumultuous time in America. I mean, you right. had the the sort of uh, Vietnam War, but you, oh, I mean, oh, Tim, hold on, I want to cut you off there because I just don't want to get too down a, a path that path. <laughs> okay, because yeah. it's okay. just that's a whole other episode yeah. we can talk yeah. about the Vietnam uh, also, War. Also, Mike still supports the Vietnam War, and that this is just the whole thing we don't <laughs> want to get into. Yeah, we don't want to get into that. <laughs> this drink, the Golden Dream, reminds me of like if you're reading. A play like Virginia, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf, let's say. Yes. And they mention a drink called like the Golden Dream. It's one of those things where like you've never heard of it before and you're a little lost for a minute about what's going on until uh, later in the scene they're like, hey, these drinks are good. And you're like, oh, they're drinks. The Golden Dream is a drink. I see. Yes. I know. It just feels like that, uh, like something out of a play that you're just not sure what's going on. (laughs) We're all out of Galliano and we were all upset with Ichabod. It's like, ugh. I think I felt that way when I saw Meet the Parents and they were all out of Tom Collins. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, have we established this character, Tom Collins? (laughs) And they're out of him? Guys, I want to take it back to Orange Julius. Okay. Yeah, why don't we just rewind? Yeah, we can. (laughs) Nasty. You know what? I I, I sounded like there was the. the um the guy in the movie seven who was tied to the bed continued i know that was i i didn't mean to take you there tim i know it's a traumatic time for you i didn't want to touch on that's for another episode um you remember orange julius from the mall yes for me it's the mall of new hampshire in manchester new hampshire that's where i had my first orange julius i loved it 
<laughs> I miss them. They're still around it, or no? It feels like it's, I, 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 let me look and see if it's still around, but people joke about it like <laughs> the mall, Orange Julius, but it's like, that's good. That's a good yeah, joke's thing. on you. They're fucking good. Yeah. You know what they call it now? Passion fruit James. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's so hipsterized. Oh, Starfruit Jaden. Yeah, yeah. Orange Julius still exists. Uh, their website is going strong. It looks like they've pivoted to be. They've got a Jamba Juice aesthetic, yeah, which is a smart say, move. Jamba. You know, they still have the original drink, but then they've worked in some other smoothies. Good for them. I used to go to a place, my parents are from Montreal, and they had orange julep, which was basically the same thing, but it was a, the whole building was a, it was a big dome that was a big orange. So when you're a kid, oh, you're like, can we go to the oh, orange cool. julep? Dude, I fucking love that. What's that, um, what's that bar up in the valley that's shaped like a barrel? Oh, yes. Um, Something times. Idle, oh, idle hour. Idle hour. Idle hour is a bar up in the, va- up in the valley shaped like a barrel and even when you step inside of it the like main area you are inside of a big hollowed out barrel Mm -hmm. and then when you go to the bathroom they have all these photos on the wall of buildings in america that are shaped like objects so it'd be like here's a building shaped like a hot dog here's a here's a building shaped (laughs) like a dog or a pair of shoes i love it oh man i love that there la used to have a lot more of those like the the is that hot dog stand like the tail of the pup or something like that? A building shaped like a thing, especially if it's the thing you're eating. That's fun. <laughs> I live in a building that's shaped like a big uh, cube. Like, oh, you're making me hungry for ice cubes. <laughs> for what? Ice cubes, baby. The building block of a wonderful cocktail. <laughs> Very true. Well, wait, let me ask you this. Yeah. Creamsicles. Uh, uh, did you get, I, when I was a kid, but a boy in school, I loved, uh, you know, the, the ice cream choices at, at, uh, lunch, we would have the, that strawberry shortcake pop that was mm-hmm. like, yeah. it's got crumbles, ice cream with the crumbles. Ooh. And those crumbles are good. And then we had the chocolate version of that, the Claire pop. Not as good. Um, I, I like, I, I would say on different days I go different ways. <laughs> that was, I was usually the chocolate version. Oh, guy. Uh, but right in the mix was the creamsicle and, uh, and we, I would get those all the time and I love them. And, but then I do think at school, I, I had creamsicles at home too, but creamsicles didn't have the crumbles. And I remember thinking I was getting more bang for my 50 cents <laughs> <laughs> by getting the crumbly ones. They were a little bit bigger. Creamsicle was one that, like, I stayed away from for a long time, being like, orange and cream? I'm not sure what that is. And I know what chocolate is. I'm going to eat the chocolate. And uh, <laughs> I uh, I like creamsicle now. I do. I really do. That also reminds me of the Flintstones push-up pop. The mm-hmm. the, fr- the Fred ones were orange, and they had that same sort of, like, orange sherbet. sherbet. The Fred ones. Those, the, the push-up mechanism... Yeah. It's ridiculous and irrelevant, but it totally worked on kids. And mm-hmm. those pops were really, really <laughs> good. T- Tim, it's absolutely functional. What are you talking about? <laughs> why do we, why does it have to be pushed up? Because it's soft. It's soft. Because it's fun and functional. Hey, that that cylinder, that was like a toilet paper roll kind of, huh? <gasps> Tim. And what were they pushing out of it? Oh, uh, no, I, dude. I actually don't think I want to know. Yeah, I actually don't really actually want to even go there. <laughs> Well, folks, 
Let's take a break. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We're back talking about our final thoughts on the golden dream. You want to know my thought on this? Yeah. Yeah. Delicious. Ordering again. Making again. I love this. My goal. I'm glad I now have the implements in my home to make this because I will make one tomorrow night as well. Damn, dude. Um, I have to agree. Delicious. Love it. Going to make it. Going to use these ingredients, drink them. And then tomorrow my body will be you know, sick and dehydrated on account of how many of these I drink later tonight. Um, but I also wanted to yield some or the opposite of yield and keep some of my time. I love the drink. I'm going to drink it again. It's fantastic. I, I was thinking, uh, you know, when you mentioned Mike, that you got a, um, a free upgrade to first class. That's right. I loved it. Um, I was, that never ever happens to me. And I always try and I sign up for those and I, I never get a first class upgrade. Mm -hmm. But one time, um, my family, when I was like five, we were going to Bermuda and, uh, my whole family's flying out of, from Florida to Bermuda. And, um, they're like, Oh, one of you can get a first class, uh, upgrade. And my mom is like, oh, I'll go with the, the kids. Uh, and uh, honey, why don't you go up uh, first class? So my dad 
<laughs> went first class. And then I remember being like, oh, did I wanted to go uh, to the fancy one and they get to go first class. So we were all sitting coach and then my dad was sitting first class. And then midway through the flight, the flight attendant opened the curtain and I looked up at the <laughs> first class. And in that very moment, I saw my dad uh, making, lifting a strawberry through the air and down into his mouth and taking a bite of a strawberry. And then the curtain closed and I was like, mom, he's got strawberries. All we got is, we got pretzels and dad was eating a strawberry. And I, like that is burned in my brain of, I, 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 I've gotten to fly first class a few times, never like on my own dime. But whenever yeah. I think of it, it's always like, oh, fresh strawberry. Man, that that <laughs> feels like a thing from literature, too. Or it's like, yeah. we had pretzels, but Ted, he had a strawberry. <laughs> right. And strawberry would also be a de delicacy in like Victorian yeah, times. Exactly. This was like 1994. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, for me, I love this uh, golden dream. I'm going to make it. Also... This is gonna. This is rev. This is renegade thinking, and I don't expect you guys to be on board with it. But I'm gonna say it. This could be a good breakfast drink. Oh, well, yes, interesting. We interesting. are always looking to expand mm -hmm. the brunch drink options. When, is it uh, too much of a dessert? What makes what? it desserty though? Just the cream? Because uh, you yes. think orange orange juice is breakfast? But that's fine. Think. Think about Belgian waffles and pancakes piled up with uh, whipped cream. Why not you have this? Cream on those, don't you? Add yeah. this to the brunch menu. Put it right next to the mimosa. It's way better. All right. All right. I'll bring it up at the next brunch meeting. We'll see. Where are you having brunch meetings? I, I'm part of the uh, New York City Brunch Society. We kind of hmm. help each other out, talk about the menu items and that type of thing. I shouldn't even talk about it. And, and hey, folks, if you have ideas for brunch drinks, that is something we like look for tips. Our friend Fran said the French 75 is a good uh, brunch drink. That's a champagne cocktail. It's very good. I like the Bloody Mary. I like uh, the uh, the Caesar. We've talked yeah. about the bull shot on here before. The bull shot is apparently, for some people, a, a brunch drink. No, what is that? What is that? The beef thing or something? That's the beef that, broth. That was the beef, the beef, beef, beef vodka lemon. And and but I've seen some like horseradish, more of a more of a um, Bloody Ooh. Mary style. Ooh, I like that. I love horseradish. Yeah, zap zap. Okay, well that's it for the Golden Dream, folks. We've got some mail. Allison writes, "Hi, sloppy boys. My fiance Sean and I are huge fans of the pod and are true slop heads." We're getting married this summer. Hey, how about that? Nice. Congrats. Congratulations. Congrats. Saludio. If we wanted to include a Sloppy Boys song in the ceremony, which one do you think would be the best? Oh. I'm taken. Yeah, that's... Uh, people have used that. I think people have used that before, right? It's a groom anthem. I'm taken. It's about not making love to anybody but your wife. You get out on the dance floor, you dance. Ha have the groom dance by himself for three minutes of that. <laughs> Hey, but you also have East Coast Wedding. I mean, I don't oh. know if they're on the East Coast. Yeah. East Coast Wedding is the theme song of this very podcast. Yep. It depends what you're going to be using this song for. Right. Is right, it a right. fun, everyone's going kooky part of the ceremony? Or is it like, let's have a little sentiment here and I'm taken. I think mm. it's we're at the altar in the church and the, the rings are on mm. and it's a serious moment of love. Well, if you're in the... Well, maybe Walking Down the Aisle song could be I'm So Punk Rock. 
might be good. I have a regret, you know, um, I got married a few years ago and when I look back on it, like when I was walking down the aisle, I should have done a funny disco dance move. <laughs> that was your chance, man. Imagine if I had turned to the crowd and say, hey, everyone, John Travolta. That would have been so funny, dude. It honestly could have been epic. I would have said, I would have said, uh, what's he having and can I have a double? <laughs> Oh, she says, thank you, Allison in St. Louis. So not quite East Coast enough. Ah, St. Louis. Uh, I consider the St. Louis to be East Coast. It's clo closer to the East Coast. I mean, it's on the west bank of the Mississippi River, so. Hmm. Well, if you've got a question for the boys, email us at thesloppyboyspodcast at gmail.com. And that's our show. Follow us on social media at The Sloppy Boys, where we release these recipes ahead of time. Also, be sure to check out our Patreon, where subscribers can unlock The Sloppy Boys Blowout, our weekly bonus episode. That's at patreon.com slash the sloppy boys. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week. Big shout out to the city of Miami. You came through and you gave us a good drink. I just want to say to the slopheads out there, until next time. Oh, Michael. Moving. Give it up for your boys. Give it up for your boys.